Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday night. Tomorrow's hump day. The what, Chris? The week is flying by. We're already on the final hour of tonight's show. That kind of sucks. I wish it was back to being hour one, but there's nothing we can do about it. Before I continue, just I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little bow on all this Bill Gates lockdown stuff. All this I'll put a little bow on it in just a moment. Before I do that, I think we should check in on the president of the United States of America. I love when President Poopy Pants talks technology. It just kills me when he does this. Today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. We'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nano chips, the three nano chip, chips and the three nano. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nano, no, no. I don't know. And today, <laughs> can we not look? Can we White House, Biden, White House staffers. I know at least one of you hate listening to the show. Probably multiple. Hear me out. I know we're enemies. I hate you. All right, I'm just going to be honest. I hate your guts. I know you hate my guts. Look, it's, we're enemies. Okay, but 
I'm actually going to try to help you here. I, I, as because I'm such a kind person, which is well known, I'm going to help you out. So allow allow me to just make a suggestion. <clears throat> when Joe Biden goes to these various factories and things like that, and has to pretend like he gives a crap about the workers and the jobs and all that. And I, I, I get what's going on. I, I, I get it. It's fine. I, I'm not asking you to change that. Maybe, maybe don't ask him or put in the speeches for him to speak specifically about any of this stuff because it, it doesn't come off well. I know you think you've prepped him. I know you wrote down nano chips and things like that, and you think to yourself, there it is in black and white. Joe Biden's going to get it. No. No, he's not. It's, it's not enough to help Joe. Stop putting specifics in there. You know, what, you, know what, you know what, Chris and Michael, you know what they never, ever, ever do? Yeah, actually, the suits, too, to their credit. You know what nobody ever does to me, ever? They never have me speak about or dig into any technical things whatsoever. Hey, we need to make an adjustment to Jesse's microphone or the megahertz or the the, the lighting. That Nobody would even think to bring that up to me. Why? Because I can't do it. And if I attempted to do it, I wouldn't be able to pull it off. I'm very honest about my, I was going to say limitations, but I don't think limitations is even a strong enough word on the things that I'm really bad at. There are a lot of them. And the things I'm bad at, I'm really bad at it. So guess what? I don't do it. You know what you're never going to see me doing? You will never see this in your life. You'll never, ever, ever see me dance. You will not see me dance. Now, look, if I'm out with the wife and some slow song comes on and I don't have to do anything and maybe I'm trying to butter her up a little bit or, or something like that, maybe I'll just, you know, I can stand there and sway back and forth for a couple minutes. But I'm talking about some kind of fast dance, like all the, like the boy band stuff. You're never going to see it. The wife says dancing with me is like wrestling with a grizzly bear, which is not very nice, by the way. She says, and I quote, he tries to lead, but he has no idea what he's doing and ends up just hurting everybody, which is not very nice. It's not very nice, but you're not going to see me try to dance. Why? Because I can't do it. If you're President Poopy Pants, if you're on President Poopy Pants' staff, <sighs> your guy can't be talking about nano chips like ever. Doesn't come off well. All right, let's let's we're gonna leave that for a moment. We're gonna come back to one more thing. So we were talking a little bit about Fauci and vaccines and mandates and lockdowns and things like that. And you know what one of the things, what's one of the things I've been telling you from the very beginning? Not 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 day two, day one, at the very suggestion at stopping an economy for 15 days. 15 days to slow the spread. Day one. I came on the air. You can go listen to it if you don't believe me and lost my mind. I lost my mind at all, at all of them. I see you're all insane. This is crazy. This is, this is d- destructive beyond anything you can imagine. And what did I tell you throughout? What did I tell you? I said the COVID lockdowns, what they really, really were was a stress test. It was a test to see what you can handle. You know, I used to do, I brought it up before I used to do construction, right? And when you do that, 
Like, like, let's say we had to put in 10 miles of water line somewhere. Uh, city of Houston. City, we never did this for the city of Houston, but the city of Houston wanted to uh, put in 10, 10 miles of water line. So they put it out for bid. All these construction companies went out there. Let's say we were the low bidder. Low bidder gets the job. Congratulations. Don Kelly Construction. That was my dad's construction company. You get the job. Okay, we got to go put in 10 miles of water line. By the way, he started that company. It was a really great success story. About the time I graduated high school and left the house, ended up being successful. He, re- he retired now, did well for himself. But okay, so Don Kelly Construction, 10 miles of water line. When you put in a water line, they don't just take your word for it that you put all the line in right. You have to pressure test it. They have all these guidelines. You have to, you know, you'll isolate a certain section of the line. And then you have to pump a bunch of water into that line and then monitor the pressure of the line to make sure that the pressure holds. If the pressure doesn't hold, you know you've got yourself a leak in there and you got to go find it, dig it up, and fix it. Pain in the rear end, but that's just part of how it works. Right? So that's a great example of a stress test. The Western nations the free nations of the world, if we if we even want to use that word anymore, the free nations of the world, they underwent a huge stress test. Do you know, do you know that your governor pointing to you and saying that you're not essential and you have to close your business, you know that's against the law, right? Forget about right, wrong, liberty, tyranny, whatever it is. You know, all those things aside, he's not allowed to do that. In the United States of America, your governor doesn't have the right to tell you when you can and can't go to work, how many people are allowed in your restaurant, this thing you must inject into your body. These things are not just wrong and destructive. They're against the law. In the Western nations, not just America, the Western nations, it's the most revealing moment of my life. I've talked about it a bunch. The Western nations, the supposedly free parts of the world, they had tyranny imposed on them with the consent of the masses. It wasn't just that the communists pushed it. It was that most of the right accepted it. I'm I'm not talking about you. Most of the right accepted it. Yeah, good point, Chris. A lot of them encouraged it. I, re- I remember friends of mine. Oh, it's just a mask. Come on. Oh, you can't take a vaccine. What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry, you're too selfish to close your business for a week. Should have managed your books better. I saw all, I heard all these things from people on the right. And what that was, that was the Western governments. Remember, the Western governments, all of them, including yours here in America, they've gone from seeing themselves as defenders of your freedom to they see your freedom as being what's actually holding the world back, so they despise you and your freedom. And they decided this would be a great stress test to see how much you will take. And guess what they found out? You'll take a lot. A lot. Remember... The Democrats locked down the country worse than Republicans. Republicans did it, too, from Trump all the way down. They, they, were all, they all pushed this insanity, all of them. Trump did, Heavy D did, I mean, Kemp, all of them. DeWine, Trump's, all kinds of senators. They all did it. They sucked, too, a bunch of, bunch of tyranny, uh, tyrants and losers. They all did, too. But you know what they all found out? 
you're okay with it. Well, not, not you specifically, but the American people as a whole, some just flat out want it. Most of them are okay with it. And after that, did you really think now that most of the lockdown stuff's done when it comes to COVID and most of the mass stuff is done to, uh, when it comes to COVID, do you really think after that stress test and after what they found out about the American people, you were never under the impression that that was going to be the last of it, were you? Please tell me you didn't think that they decided to start lifting these restrictions and now they're, just, they, they're done with all that. Never again in the past. Do you think people who have power and discover how much power they truly have over you and your behavior, do you think they're interested in giving it back? There's something coming. I'm about to give you a little preview of what's coming. You ready for this? You probably already saw it coming, but it's coming and it's coming sooner than you like. Before we get to that in a moment, let's get to this. When it comes, when it gets here, you better be strong enough to resist. Even if you weren't strong enough last time. And that's fine. Look, people grow up. People wake up. If you weren't strong enough, if you weren't wise enough last time, you better be strong enough and wise enough the next time. If we have a bunch of low T types on our side, we're finished. Ladies, I talk to the men a lot about getting a male vitality stack from chalk because we're talking 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days with natural herbal supplements. Ladies, there's a female vitality stack for you. Go read about it. Don't take my word for it. Go read about it. Go read about the research chalk puts into these natural herbal supplements. You want to feel better, stronger, sharper. You think you might need that in the coming years? Go to choq.com. Promo code Jesse gets you 35% off all the subscriptions on there. Get a subscription. You don't have to remember to reorder it, and it saves you a fortune. 35%, that's a huge number. Chuck.com promo code Jesse. What's coming next? Well, buckle up. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday night. And guess what is coming next after Western civilization failed miserably the stress test of COVID lockdowns? Would you like a little clue? Headline from your news. Climate lockdowns being tested in the UK as Oxford County counselors to introduce the trial in 2024, the residents of the city will be divided into six zones with movement by car between the zones restricted. Chris, I know you already pulled it up. It's probably not up anymore, but back to that Bill Gates thing. I just want to remind everyone, because I'm going to play this for you one more time. Then I have a personal story. I'm going to tell we're going to move off this. Just a reminder, they believe That you, the air you're breathing out, the carbon you're breathing out, they believe it's poisoning the earth and will end the earth. And they believe they have to get those numbers to zero. And they also just stress tested the population and found out they could lock people in their homes whenever they feel like it. And there will be a rebellion of any kind. What do you think Bill Gates and the leaders of the world, what do you think they think about climate lockdowns? It's an average about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. 
it's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, you, you got it, you got it, you got it. Here's just a couple more things from the article in case you're wondering what this is going to look like for the people in Oxfordshire County. Oxfordshire City Council, County Council, sorry, yesterday approved plans to lock residents in one of six zones to save the planet from global warming. The latest stage in the 15-minute city agenda is to place electronic gates on key roads in and out of the city to confine residents to neighborhoods under the new scheme. If residents want to leave their zone, they will need permission from the council. I love when I call these people communists and I have so many people on the left and a bunch of weenies on the right. Stop calling them communists. Jesse, that's so over the top. They're not communists. No, no, they're not communists. They just want you to have to show your papers when you want to drive to the next city. (laughs) Of course they're not communists. Not at all, are they? Yeah. And how many, how many American, let me ask you this. How many American companies How many American companies support ESG, environmental social governance? Remember, ESG, this is some internet conspiracy theory. Go look up your bank. Go look up your financial institution. Go look up where you bought your car. Go look up that company's name in ESG because that is bringing all this climate insanity into the mainstream right here in the United States of America. Let me ask you something. Your cell phone company. Do they have an ESG page? Do me a favor. Chris, do this for me if you wouldn't mind. I want you to I want you to look up real quick T-Mobile and ESG. Tell me, does T-Mobile have an ESG page? First 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 page, wasn't it, Chris? Oh yeah. AT&T, Verizon. These are the companies. Remember, America's corporations, not just America's government, America's corporations are the ones who will bring this kind of communist hell to the shores of our country. Are you going to pay them to do it? Have you switched your cell phone to Pure Talk yet? You know, Pure Talk does a lot more than save you a fortune. And that's a nice side benefit. My bill got cut in half when we switched from T-Mobile to Pure Talk. Pure Talk actually loves you. They're not interested in destroying this country. Their CEO fought for this country. They love this place so much, they hire Americans who speak English. It t- look, 10 minutes? You don't have 10 minutes? From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. 10 minutes. If, by the way, when you do that right now, that saves you an additional 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Let's get to some emails. That was a lot of ugly. Let's get to some emails. Brother, I want to hear the bayonet story again. Semper Fi. Man, it's been a long time since I even told this story. Chris even forgot about it. I think I know the one you're talking about. So let me 
Let me let me go ahead and tell the story. You want a little story? All right. This let's go to Iraq. My Marine unit. Uh, when I was in Iraq, it was different, very very different than what you think of for most of the war in Iraq. And this is what I mean by different. I was there for the start of the invasion. Now, that may sound like to you, like like I'm saying I had it worse. I did not. I actually had it better. Now, our facilities were worse because there weren't any. There weren't any bases. There wasn't any. There weren't phones. There wasn't a, an email cafe. You can go send your mom or your honey an email. There was none of that. My parents didn't know I was alive for a few weeks. So there was none of that. So we didn't have facilities, and we ran out of food a couple times and that kind of stuff. But... I was there before that huge Iranian-backed counterattack where they started blowing up all our guys with IEDs and stuff like that. My deployment was up before that happened. The guys who came after me had it worse than I did, had it worse than I did, all right? But this is what we did. Okay, so we deployed to Kuwait first. That's where we staged and we were there for for about a month training. Everyone knew we were going in. And then we, the, the George Bush announced the invasion of Iraq, and we invaded Iraq. And we fought our way all the way up to Baghdad. And then we were in Baghdad. We'd, we'd kind of set up shop in Baghdad, doing patrols through the streets and night patrols and all kinds of craziness up there. And eventually, see, you never know what's going on when you're when you're in there. They call it fog of war, whatever it is, but you never know what's, you never, no one sits down with you to say, hey, here's our overall strategy. And on this date, we're going here. And that date, we're going there. You don't know anything ever. All, the, all that survives is rumors. Oh, I heard a rumor from this guy, a rumor from that guy. You don't know anything. We didn't know what we were doing after Baghdad. We didn't, okay, are we about to go home? Eventually, they declared the war was over, but we weren't about to go home. We had to go someplace else. I'll tell you in a second. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. 
It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris, who is this? Eddie Money. Okay. Don't don't say that like I was supposed to know. It's not two tickets to paradise or anything like that. Oh, that's a great song. Are you t- No, it's not better. That song isn't even in the same league. By the way, rest in peace. Eddie Money is dead, right? I think he's dead. That sucks. Yeah, it was pretty recently. It's one of the things It's one of the things you st- I'm starting to find out. See, I'm just in the early stage of this. I, as you know, I spent a whole bunch of time with, well, you know what? I'll get back to this in a little bit. I have to continue my story or people are going to get mad. Back to my story. Okay, so we're deployed to Iraq and we, we, get, we go up to Baghdad. They declare the war is won. We have no idea what's going on or what we're doing. Eventually, we find out we're leaving and we're like, yeah, we're leaving. Nice. I want to go home. And they said, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not going home. You're going to a different town called Najaf. Now, again, I want to explain. This is part of the thing I hated so much. I despised it. Some people don't mind it. I love to know what's going on and why. I always want to know. Give me the why. Help me understand what's going on. Well, no one tells you anything. Why we went to Najaf? I don't know. No one ever told me. I I, I know what we were doing when we got there. We were going out on patrols, finding uh, insurgents out there finding people staring, stealing ammunition out there. I know I know what we did while we got there. The strategic significance, I don't know. No one ever told me. I don't have any idea about it. But we went down to Najaf, 
and we set up in some crappy farmer's market just because it had you know, a, at least a mini wall around the outside, and then we fortified it, and we, we kind of set up shop in a joff, and we go out on these patrols. We'd hop in our five-ton trucks, and we'd go out on patrols, foot patrols, truck patrols, just going out, finding bad guys, and doing what we do. Now, at one point in time, not very long after the war ended, there started to be unrest in Iraq. This is the norm. Whenever you toss someone's government out, that's fine. Hey, he's a piece of crap. We got rid of him. Okay, we don't actually have anything for you, though, right now. People eventually get upset that their lives have been upended and they don't see an improvement. The mayor of Najaf, I still don't know what this guy did or didn't do wrong. Again, no one sat and explained it to us, but apparently the mayor of Najaf ticked people off something fierce. So we got tasked uh, with going and guarding the mayor's mansion. It was kind of our job to guard him because we just tossed everyone else out. So look, doesn't hurt to have a couple platoons of Marines post up at your house. You end up being pretty safe. We get word one day as we're at the mayor's house. Oh, I should mention, I'll never forget these. They were the greatest things ever. Okay, so remember how I said we didn't have any facilities when we were over there? And you know how, you know how I'm a little bit obsessed with food, a bit of a, a bit of a food a foodie, if you will, a menu whisperer. The food was the worst part of Iraq. I'm not even kidding. Well, the worst part, that's not fair, but it was really, really bad. What, Chris? See, Chris asked if I bought my beef and brought my beef and cheese sticks. There were no facilities, buddy. We couldn't. We were there for you know, months and months and months. I think my deployment was nine months. We ran out of everything we brought, period. There was no, and there's no place, there's no place to buy it when we were there. Now they, they eventually built that stuff, but we didn't have any place to buy it. So we were out of everything. So it was processed crap, MREs and stuff for months and months and months. And you're, you're dying for anything that's not that. And when we were guarding the mayor's mansion, this guy figured out what a genius hustle this was. This guy figured out that he had a bunch of Marines who would be willing to buy food. And so he would bring us these pitas this uh, a pita that he would open up and he would fill the pita with, they were super buddy with buttery scrambled eggs and onions that he had made. And I'm sure poison or arsenic or whatever, who knows, but he would bring these things by and he only charged a buck for one of these things. And we didn't have, remember I said, there's no facilities. We didn't have anywhere to spend our money. Now we were poor, but every dollar you make you keep because you can't spend it anywhere. So we had money we could pull out or parents could, could mail you money. So we would go get these glorious breakfast pitas. Oh, my gosh. If I had one now, it would probably taste like the grossest thing in the history of mankind. But at the time, it was wonderful. Anyway, back to the, back to the mayor's mansion. <clears throat> we get word that there is a large protest, very angry protest coming towards the mayor's mansion. Now, they didn't specify how large. But there was, we decided to beef things up around there. There was about a company of us. Now, let me think how many, because I know every platoon wasn't there. I think there was about 150 of us, I would say. 150, 200 Marines, give or take here. Not very many of us. And there may have been less than that. I'm a little fuzzy on the details now. But here's what it was. There was a long dirt road, long, half mile, half mile I'd say, leading up to the mayor's mansion on the left side of this dirt road as you're as you're facing away from the mansion on the left side is this wall on the right side is just a big field like a farmer's field and the grass is cut really low and 
behind us, there was a field as well. That grass was a little bit higher. That will come into play in just a moment. They, we get word, hey, get out there. These people are mad and they're coming. We think, oh, okay. We go, we stand in line in the dirt road, and it, like something out of the movies, this mass of humanity rounds the corner and starts walking, screaming angrily, marching down the dirt road towards us. Now, like I said, there weren't a ton of us. They estimated there were about 4,000 of them. They were upset too, yelling, screaming, all kinds of things. And they start climbing on the walls beside us. So we have to form a line in front of these people. And as you can imagine, some guys are getting a little bit rattled, especially the younger Marines. Some of those guys, their eyes were as big as saucers. So we're trying to calm them down. You know, hey, hey stay in there. Keep your head in there. It's fine. We're going to be fine. These people, they come close to us. I would say... 15 feet, maybe, very, very close, 10 feet. And they're not only screaming obscenities at us, they're now there are people out there who are doing like the throat cutting thing with their finger at us and things like that. And we get in a couple scuffles with these people. I actually almost lost my eye in one of these scuffles. I had sunglasses on. One of my buddies had his M16 and he rears it back so he can knock one of these losers on his rear end. But when he pushed his M16 back, he jammed the barrel of it up into my eye. It actually shattered the lens out of my sunglass, but it didn't, it didn't end up hurting my eye. So it ended up being okay. So we're in a really bad situation. And our guys, our, our commanders are starting to realize we are in some serious, serious trouble here. So the, our, our leader stands up behind us on uh, one, of our, one of our vehicles that had a loudspeaker on it. And he has a translator there. And he stands up and they kind of quiet down when he starts speaking. And he tells them, hey, there's a lot more Marines here. You see just, you know, the 100, 150 Marines you have. I forget his exact wording here in front of you. And you think, you think you have them outnumbered. There are a thousand Marines hiding in the grass right behind me. You will turn around and leave now or there's going to be a problem is essentially what he just said. And then he, then he gets on the microphone and in English, I'll never forget as long as I live, he says to us, fix bayonets. And we're all looking around then. Okay. So we, everyone just busts their bayonet out. And clink, clink, you hear everybody clinking their bayonets to the end of their M16s. These people had guns pointed at them throughout the whole time, everything. The second we click bayonets on, the crowd starts to go away and disappear. There's something psychological about being stabbed. You can point an M16 in someone's grill in the third world, and it doesn't move them you slap on a bayonet and tell him you're about to turn him into a shish kebab, and then he goes away. So there, how about that? Nothing like a good old-fashioned bluff that doesn't get called, Chris. We were all going to die if they charged, by the way. No question about that. <laughs> we were definitely all going to die, but we would have taken a lot of them with us. I like to, I like to think we would have taken a lot of them with us. I have these pleasant thoughts. Now, enough of that. Let's get to headlines I didn't get to. Let's get to America being sick. Oh, man, I forgot to do the first class story. I forgot to save a life. I have not saved one life today. Have you? We should wake up and try to do some good every day, right? Buy a meal for someone next door to you if you're doing okay financially and they can't. Donate $28 to preborn. 
so preborn can go out and give scared young women who don't think they have options, give them options. That's what preborn does. They show them that life. They give them a free ultrasound. It costs $28 for preborn. That's what you're buying. You're buying an ultrasound for $28. You're saving a life. She hears the baby's heartbeat and she chooses life. And then preborn says, We're with you. What do you need? You need help? Come in. Two years of care. That's putting your money where your morals are right there, huh? Dial pound 250 and say baby or go to preborn.com slash jesse and give. Sponsored by Preborn. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. I didn't know tonight was going to turn into story time with Jesse, but apparently we're just going to just take the show and drive it right off the rails because freedom is not free. That's why. Now, I, I promised this earlier, so I have to address it before we get to headlines I didn't get to. Passenger tells mom she shouldn't be in first class with a baby. Now, I actually have two different ways of thinking about this. And, well, let me just lay it out there. One, if you've never had children, please understand that if you're remotely a decent human being, when your child is making a scene, when your baby's making a scene, crying in public, it's the worst feeling in the world. You feel so embarrassed. You, it's just, I remember we were taking a trip once. Uh, we were flying back to Tucson, Arizona from back east. I think we were coming back from Ohio. And my oldest son, when he was super young, did not like to fly. He handles all that stuff fine now, but did not like to fly. I think he was one, maybe less than one. But he made such a ruckus on the plane. We had to connect in Phoenix. We actually got off the plane in Phoenix and rented a car to drive the rest of the way home because we didn't want to put the passengers through anything else. I remember, I've, I've told you this story before, that flight I took, I got the uh, bulkhead seat, not to brag or rub my wealth on anyone's face or anything. What, Chris? The bulkhead seats, they charge like 20 extra dollars. Anyway. I got the bulkhead seat. Lady beside me gets on the plane with a, a, a kid, got to be one year old, one and a half years old. And he is just causing a scene for the whole two hours. He's very clear. I think he might be sick. He was coughing and snotting. He was tired. He was grouchy. Yeah, and then his ears bugging him and he doesn't know what's going on. It's not his fault at all. And it certainly wasn't her fault. And I looked over at her at one point in time. I'll never forget and she had tears coming down her face because she was so desperate and stressed and embarrassed. And I just reached over and I told her, it's fine. I've been here a thousand times. Don't, don't sweat it. That helped her so much. You be kind to young mothers when they're on planes and they have babies who are freaking out and young fathers, I guess. It sucks. They already feel bad. Your looks of disapproval don't help. Now, let me pause on this for a moment. Till the kid gets older. That's fine if the kid's one. If the kid's three causing a scene on a plane, you better handle that as a parent or that's on you. You never saw my three-year-olds cause a scene in public. They don't act like hooligans in restaurants or on planes because they, they do. They have to answer to me. Also, I think I have a solution to this problem. Why can't you offer flights that for an extra charge, 
can be kid-free. We did it once. Uh, we went to Florida, and we didn't take the kids along. We do that on occasion. That way we can text them beautiful pictures from our vacation and say, look where we are, and you're not. Ha, ha, ha. It sucks to be poor. It's really good parenting. But anyway, they had a, a, a level on this air, uh, on the airport, on the, on the place we stayed out in Florida. We were in, where were we? Hollywood, Florida. We were in Hollywood, Florida. And they had a level with the hotel that was adult only. And I heard, first heard that, and I thought, what is this, some kind of hedonistic pervert hotel? And they said, no, 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 no. It has a pool area where kids are not allowed. So you can go chill by the pool and not have to hear any kids running around screaming, which I totally get. Why don't airlines do that? Look at that, Chris. Solving the world's problems all the time. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. Just You're just jealous you never thought of it. Hey, airlines, I just patented that idea. So for a fee... For a fee, I will let you use it. And now, here's a headline. But go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. A year without germs changed kids. They go on to talk about how many kids are having these respiratory illnesses right now, and flu, and cold, and COVID, and how sick they are. Man, you mean shutting kids down, shutting them in their homes? Avoiding going outside, avoiding getting dirty, avoiding hanging out with friends, drowning them in hand sanitizer for two years over a disease that was actually never a threat to them at all. You mean in the end, we ended up damaging children in horrible ways in this country? You don't say. I was just flying back from D.C. the other day. I saw parents still masking their children and putting Rubber gloves on them. You're not just physically destroying your child. You're mentally destroying your child. Naval Academy confirms it denied all religious vax exemption requests. Yes, that's because the Democrats in this country are not busy building a Navy that's supposed to take on China. They're building a Navy that's supposed to take on you. And if you have a vaccine, a vaccine denier, someone who doesn't want to take the vaccine... Well, that's not somebody who can be reliably counted upon to follow orders. In case you're uh, listening and you just heard this sound, guess what I just did? I don't know that this has ever been done before in the history of radio. There was this little Peter Nat flying around the studio, and he kept flying by my face while I was sitting here trying to bring you world-famous radio here on the Jesse Kelly Show. Only he didn't know. He didn't know he was dealing with a killer. He didn't know he was dealing with somebody who would take his life without hesitation. So while I was doing that headline, I took the headline. Actually, I used the one, the next headline in, in my hand. I used it as a weapon and wham, I smacked him. And look, I'm looking at this little Peter Nat right now. You know what I see? One of his little legs is still moving. It's just going, it's kind of half twitching. One of his legs is moving. Guess what, Peter Nat? Suffer. I want you to sit there and suffer. And guess what else? I want you to send a message to your friends. If you're sending little Peter Nat messages right now, I want your other Peter Nat friends to know what will happen if you come into the Jesse Kelly Show studio. You better understand who and what you're dealing with around here. We don't play games in this place. Now, if you missed any part of the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show, Download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Chris, I don't want this Peter Nat cleaned up. Leave him here as a message to everyone else. He better be there tomorrow when I get there. And you can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, all right?
That's all. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.